I've got a funny handshake. I've got dance fever. Hello there, welcome to Date Fight. It's the podcast where we take great things that occurred, well, and not so great things, quite honestly, that occurred on this day in history and we pitch them against each other. Yes, we do. He's Jake Yap. I'm Nat Tapley. And together we have plucked two hits from the top ten of time and are presenting them to historical disc jockey... Tessa <laughs> <laughs> Donald. I didn't make sense. That metaphor went That's nowhere. That's the Twitter bio right there. That went nowhere. Historian broadcaster, it's Tessa Dunlop. Hello, Tessa. How are you? Do you script this stuff, no, guys? No, I should do, really. I think we've learned I, why that might be yeah. a good idea to start. Do you need to ask? <laughs> um, I'm going to take us to the 24th of June, 1374, when in the village of Aachen in Germany, everyone came out of their houses and started to dance. Hooray! They must all have been very happy. Mm, or not. They danced and danced till they all collapsed. Um, they couldn't stop dancing, they wouldn't stop dancing, they collapsed exhausted, they apparently had no control over their motions, and this was the beginning of the biggest outbreak of Choreomania, or dance fever. Um, there was an outbreak... When was this? When was this? This is 1374. So this is a yeah. big sort of... this Up and down the Danube, there were outbreaks of Choreomania after 1374. Arkham yeah. was the first one. Have you played Choreomania 4, though, which is on the PlayStation <laughs> 2, and had the hits of Blue? Uh, originally, we think it came from Taranto in Italy, because in Italy, they thought that it was caused by a spider bite, which is why, in Taranto, the dance is called the Tarantella, and the spider is called the Tarantula. Is this like a weird European touchy-feely version of Ring a Ring of Roses? We think, well, we don't know what it was, because they apparently had no uh, control over their limbs, but it expressed itself in weird dancing that went on and on until the people could actually dance no more. We think it's where the legend of the Pied Piper came from, and there was an outbreak among children, which meant that they all went between two villages. They could walk, apparently, as they danced. Oh, I always thought it was quite weird, that Pied Piper. Is he a mm. paedophile? You know, taking them into it's... a cave. Yeah, very sinister. I think we all know that Pied Piper is the Jimmy Savile of the 14th century. He's a deeply unattractive man. I want to go back to the dance. <laughs> Danube. Yes. Nathaniel. Yes. So, so did it travel along the whole length of the Danube? We don't know. I mean, the, the theory was that it was caused by ergot in the rye, but unfortunately, it, rye wasn't eaten in many of the places it went, so that can't be all of the reason. Uh, so actually, they think it was transported with a foodstuff rather than necessarily... Um, so actually, yes, a river makes a pretty good way of did getting it, food around. Did it catch on in Hungary and Romania? I don't think it got that far. I think it's it, mainly... We mainly go... It, it's just well, German. This, this outbreak Austrian went German. to Cologne, Strasbourg. Yeah. Yeah, mm, yeah Austria okay. took it on the... Italy, the Luxembourg. Yeah. We're stuck in the middle of Europe again, boys, aren't yeah. we? I'm well, bored. Move on to... Can we move on to Jake's? Yeah, let's do Not Jake's. a problem. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I've got... <laughs> This is, um, this, I suddenly remember why I don't do stand-up anymore. <laughs> right. 24th of June, 1717, and uh, the premier Grand Lodge of England is founded in London. What's that? A budget hotel, mm -hmm. you say? No, yes. it's uh, the first Masonic Grand Lodge in the world. Um, this was uh, constituted... I thought the Masonic uh, were an age-old order that we didn't know the beginning of. Yeah, this was the first premier Grand Lodge oh, okay. where you get chocolates <laughs> that on the pillow. Extra good lodge. And somewhere else, I expect. Yes. So, um, I, I, you know, Masons are uh, an amazing uh, mm. assortment of uh, fragile, fearful men who feel a need to belong to something because they don't have a tremendous <laughs> amount of independence. And, is it yeah. still men only, Jake? Is it still I men only so. today? I believe so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 
Um, with a funny handshake. I mean, it's really sinister, isn't yeah, it? The with, secret with codes. The, well, the, uh, Alan Garnett, uh, who's the provincial secretary uh, of East Lancashire, said, we're not a secret society or a society with secrets, but we are a private society. What's interesting about this is how did they get round the discrimination laws? Because even my old college, university mm. college, even though it's batting for women, changed mm. and included the repulsive and lesser species that is male because it couldn't get in through the funding loopholes. Do you see what I mean? Is so it, how do those Masons fund themselves? That's what I want to know. Um, is it with the wealth they've exploited from the rest of the population throughout hundreds of years of existence? Oh, pale male stale assets, you mean? Mm. Very yeah. possibly, I think, yeah. actually, if you are a private club, you can still be as discriminatory yeah. as you want. The Athenaeum still doesn't let women in, I don't think. No. Okay. I'm just going to advertise and all the places you can go where there are no women. <laughs> Other places there aren't women include. Yeah. And the anyway, Garrick, isn't that posh one? You're probably, you're probably not posh enough, but I've no. been to the Garrick as a guest. <laughs> I've been and, at the Garrick. Um, because I was the guest of a real gentleman, not just a pretend comedian on the internet. Yes. And um, oh, I think they had a vote recently. But the Garrick's quite interesting because lots of historical kind of discussions and decisions through the years have been made there by exclusive male-only company. Mm. Yeah. There good decisions yeah. made there. Well, always good. Always yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, the the lodge currently has uh, over two hundred thousand members. Oh. Uh, the masons in in the UK, uh, mm. all of them eating sandwiches made by their uh, uh, sat's mothers, aka wives, uh, thumbing their way through little <laughs> books with indecipherable, compelling and cryptic stuff. I, I saw a, a masonic book once. Did you? Uh, the sort of little handbook. Yeah, this this guy was very into it that I worked with, and man, it's cryptic. It says things like, "When the M." Dash is shining at its fullest in the night. Dash, dash, then the W is as new itself, or some wow. other just That's tripe. Because I'm the guest that, mm. and a woman. Yes. Um, yeah. And you, I thought we were going to go down to egg sandwiches. So I, I briefly. The Garrett Club is mm. private as well. You're right about the private thing. Mm. 1831, yeah. the oldest members club in the world. Really. Well, yes. for the oldest Beats, what members. was your one, the Grand Masons? They're yeah, 1717. The, the thing is about the Masons, they're, they're not, if you're going to be exclusive and private, be exclusive mm. and private. But the Masons, I feel, yeah. actually, it's a catch-all just for sad old bastards, yeah. isn't it? Whereas yes. the Garrick, at least it's got, you know, nice wallpaper and a powder room for the visiting ladies. <laughs> the Masons <laughs> essentially just where ageing policemen can meet ageing judges and sit yeah. there deciding who should get land deals with local councillors. And reminisce about a world without women, or yeah. at least yeah. when women knew their place. It's not just without oh women, God. it's without a lot of people, I imagine. Yeah. The world they reminisce. I, I suspect for most Masons, it's still very much a world without women for them. <laughs> um, I'm going to do the birthdays. Uh, well, let's correct a world without women by going to the birthdays and talking about Ruth But before Rand you do, yes. no, wait, I've just forgotten what day we're on. <laughs> what oh, you've had another challenge day, June the 24th, you know, today. So we're doing today. OK, yes. just checking we're doing today and not, you know, any other day. Okay, no, I'm today, with you now. yes, which is definitely Wednesday, June the 24th. Definitely. OK, you've got your audience back. I'm here, I'm listening. Uh, let's do the birthdays and the death days. <laughs> Happy birthday to Ruth Randall Enstrom. She was the eldest of seven siblings and a peace activist throughout the late 19th century and early 20th century. I will leave up to you to decide how good a peace activist she was when you realise that there were two world wars during the period in which she was a peace activist. Happy birthday to Mary Wesley, the novelist who lost 16 governors 
governesses as a child when she asked her mother why the governesses were leaving. She answered, haven't you worked it out? They just don't like you. Uh, she wrote The Chamomile Lawn, which was billed as being incredibly raunchy in 1992. Oh, yes. I've uh, read yeah. some of her books, Nathaniel. Oh, and yes, and she writes about an old woman going into the sea with mm. a wrinkly bottom. And I remember, <laughs> I've never forgotten the line. And my mum said, that means the author has a wrinkly bottom and she's writing about it <laughs> to help her come to terms with it. Yeah, there you are. Mary Fact. Leslie's wrinkly bottom is <laughs> <laughs> a century old today. Oh. Uh, happy birthday to Glenn Medeiros, who had a number one hit for four oh, weeks wow. in July 1988 and is now vice principal of a school in Honolulu. Good Lord. Yes, he went into teaching after having... He was in Karate Kid Part 3. He appeared and sang in it and then promptly went to work uh, as a teacher in Honolulu. Happy death day to Lucrezia Borgia, the daughter of Pope Alexander VI. Uh, her husband, at one point, uh, she wanted to get rid of her husband, um, but he refused to have an annulment and claimed, in fact, that she was having an affair with her father. Then her father threatened to have him killed, and he changed his story to the fact that he was impotent. Um, we would talk about the banquet of the chestnuts, but it is a family podcast nominally, so if you want to know about oh, that, you'll have to go and god. look it up. Oh god, I think I know about that. Mm. Oh god. Do you cut out swear words just in fact of interest? Generally, in this yes. Sometimes, um, yes. Well, in fact, you well, yes, we, we do. remember to. <laughs> oh, okay. God. Yeah. I listened, by the way, to your podcast the other night for the first time. I went to sleep with you, and I, and I, and the way that it's set up, I'm sure all your regular listeners know this. You have to subscribe, more or less. So I'm now mm. a subscriber to you, oh, and it, I put it down on the thing, thinking I'll listen to 15 minutes and drift off, mm. and I woke up three hours later and you were still playing yes well yeah there's quite quite a bank of uh, episodes episode 234 it was like being in the Garrett Club you two (laughs) and just a couple of women occasionally tittering yes it's like we've gone back to 1831 my friends oh my god (laughs) you could cut with a knife it's Jake and Nat I'm going to finish with the dead people. Happy death day to Vera Atkins, the Romanian-born British intelligence agent during the Second World War. She was um, involved in SOE in France, uh, and she didn't let anyone know where she was born because it would have made her suspect as an agent. Uh, she helped smuggle the Polish codebreakers who had their reverse-engineered Enigma machine out of France. Happy oh, death I to like Vera that story. Atkins. Yes. Yeah. Happy death day too to Tony Hancock, the uh, Homburg-wearing grump and Magna Carta misremembrer. And that's the birthdays and the death days. Tessa, have you come to a decision about the... Do you know, I've just got to explain, in order to cut out the traffic noise, because I live mm. in the hood, right, um, it's very, very hot in my room again, so I'm, I'm just slightly distracted by the heat, OK? That's so, right. And I'm sure. still in bed. If you, um... if you stop talking, we will summon an ambulance. <laughs> anyway, I've got to say, I didn't think either of those were your best. Okay. Um, no. And I don't know if it's just a sort of midweek sag. Mm-hmm. Um, it may just be... Um, Midlife the pipe, sag. Yeah, yes. I think yeah. maybe the whole thing could be written off that but anyway moving swiftly the the, slowly <laughs> slipping into the sea <laughs> the nub of the matter i think we perhaps got more conversation or mm. winkled a little bit more out of the gentlemen's clubs than yeah. we did from the sort of sad pied piper pedo story okay. yeah. that's four nil four nil to jack wow, Nat. oh my Sorry. god that's it that's fine i have definitely won Yes. Do you pay Do you pay each other in marbles or something? What happens? We with used the to winner? have to write a song if we lost for the week. We don't do that yeah. anymore because it was it way too much tired. work. It's too okay. hard. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. When I found myself trying to write a song on a ferry and trying to email it on ferry <laughs> Wi-Fi, 
to get that. I was like, this is enough. Yeah. So there, are, there is now exhausting. no punishment apart from shame, everlasting shame. Yeah, I think that's a good default state for, for men generally. So, you know, well, we're, we're just slightly ahead of the curve. Um, <laughs> and in any good podcast, how many genuine laughs would you expect your audience to have? Two. Like belly tickles, two. two. Okay. Two proper do you think we've hit, have we hit that stop? When did we make that rule? Because I'm not comfortable <laughs> with that rule. <laughs> that's never happened. We're responsible for one each. <laughs> What? <laughs> Are you what? saying I am liable for a backlog of 234 belly laughs? <laughs> Thank you, Tessa. You've helped us uh, be a better podcast. Yeah, my pleasure. Please. Tell everyone about your better podcast. Yes. No need. It speaks for itself. I'm sure that <laughs> I'm beyond and above PR. But if you must, it's behind the front line. Lovely. Moving swiftly on. Yes, to tomorrow. Yes. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.